and grab your Bibles really, really quickly. Grab your Bibles. Better yet, better yet, grab your swords. Grab your swords. Because how many of you know this, that the Word of God is living and it's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides bone from marrow and spirit from soul, and it's discerning the thoughts and the hearts of, of men and women. This is why it's called the sword of the Spirit. And man, this is how we fight our battles, by pressing into his word, by knowing his word so that we can know him. This is the goal, guys. This needs to be our focus, to know him so that we can share him with all those around us. Amen. Amen. So grab your Bibles. Turn with me to John chapter 8. And we're going to start in verse 51. And this is Jesus speaking to to people around him who didn't believe in him, who, who didn't know him. And he's trying to reveal himself to them. And this is what he says to them. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now, the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets that died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is for nothing. But it's my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. So important to to know him. See, your father Abraham, Jesus says, your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. So look, guys, we're going to do things a little bit different before we hop into the message today. I want you guys to take a few seconds right where you're at, okay? And I want you to pray. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to open your ears to hear and your eyes to see, to open your hearts to receive Jesus this morning so that you can know him. Listen, I can pray that for you, but it's much more effective if you ask the Holy Spirit for yourself. So right now, in your own words... Ask the Spirit of God to reveal the Son of God to you. Go ahead. Father, we thank you for your Son. Jesus, we thank you for your your Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we pray right now that you would enlighten the eyes of our hearts so that we can know you better because it's all about you Jesus Lord I pray that by the end of today God we would take another step closer to you that we would look just a little bit more like you and I pray that you would do that through your word and Lord I pray that I would decrease so that your spirit would increase so that the word that you've given me will pierce to the very hearts of everyone that is tuning into this right now we thank you for that Jesus We worship you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. 
Well, good morning, CWC. Man, as you can see, we have our team with us here today. We got Brent and Rich and, and Matt and my Gugu. No, but it's so good to have you guys with us. But, but man, let's, let's hop right into this thing because I only have a short window here to share with you what the Lord has, has given us for today. So I don't want to take up any more time with the pleasantries. So let's, let's go straight to the title, all right? The, the, the name of the title of today's message is He Is, I Am. Come on, He Is, I Am. Somebody put that in the chat for me. He Is, I Am. He is, I am. You know, I was thinking about the, this day and age, about the, the relationships, right, that we have and, and about what's happening right now because we live in a really interesting time. It's uh, the time of the internet and it's the time of social media and, and there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad that comes from the time that we, we live in like every other time as well. But, but, but I don't wanna get bogged down in, in talking about everything that is good and everything that is bad right, about this time that, that we live in because it will be a wormhole that just kind of drags us into it and takes us off and it'll eat up a bunch of time. However, I do wanna talk about relationships. I, I wanna focus on the aspect of relationships. See, because the internet and social media, right, because we have the internet and, and social media, it gives us a certain amount of access into a lot of people, right? Gives us certain access to, to a lot of people. Now look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out my phone just for a moment here. And I'm gonna pull up Facebook. Let me, let me find it here. I got all of our services up here, but let me, let me find it. Now, <clears throat> I'm gonna look on Facebook here and I don't have my own account, so I gotta use my wife's account. Uh, but don't worry, I have her permission, I promise you. I'm not stooping, I'm not snooping. Um, and, but here's the thing, right? The reason she gives me permission to use her Facebook is because she's banned me from having my own Facebook, all right? Because she's afraid of what I might say. So she says I can't have one, which is probably great advice and it's probably even better wisdom on my part for following what she, what she says. So, but, but I'm gonna pull up Facebook and I'm, I'm trying to make a point, so, so stay with me. But I'm gonna pull up a random person on Facebook, okay? I'm gonna pull up, we're gonna do, we'll just do Gary Smith, Right, just care. I don't even know who Gary Smith is, but I want to find someone who is not any way connected with Julie and I, who don't share any mutual friends. Okay, I got one. All right, here's here's Gary, Gary Smith. Now, now listen. If there's a Gary Smith watching right now, or who will tune in later, don't worry. I'm not going to slam your post or critique your your social media page. All right, it's just an illustration. And so, hey, praise God. Hey, hey John, can you do me a favor? Can you can you zoom in on this? I just want to show. I just want to show where am I at? Which camera am I on? Praise the Lord. Right here. That's my fault. I just, I surprised him. This was not predetermined. So we're going to have him <clears throat> just zoom in. I just want you to see we're on Facebook and we're looking at Gary Smith and, and I have him. Okay. I have him. Now, now, now let me tell you exactly what I can learn about this random Gary Smith, okay? Just from scrolling through Facebook, I just wanna show you what, what, I, can, what I can learn about him because they have this thing where it says about Gary's info so you can learn, learn about Gary. And, and what I can see here is Gary is self-employed, okay? He has his own business, right? He's from Aberdeen, Scotland, all right? He's a dude, right? He's a male, that's what it tells me. He's a male, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> he also has a wife, he has two sons, Andy and Cammie, right? I also see here that he loves 
soccer, which, which makes sense because he's from Europe, okay? But Newsflash Gary, I'm gonna talk trash to a Gary, I don't even know. Newsflash, we have the real football in America, praise the Lord, I'm just saying. But he, but he loves soccer and he likes music and he enjoys art. It even tells me that he gets his hair cut at Lori Davidson Hair Salon, right? Now, Lori Davidson Hair Salon, that is a, a plug for you. If you get money, I wanna kick back. But Lori Davidson Hair Salon and... And listen, I could go on and on about this Gary Smith, right? All from just scrolling, scrolling for a few seconds on his, his Facebook. I've now learned a lot about him. Enough about him that I could carry on a conversation with him, even about him. I could carry on a conversation. I could walk up to him and say, hey, what's up, Gary? Oh, we'll treat Brent like Gary Smith. What's up, Gary Smith, man? How is the business, is it going well? Do you enjoy being self-employed? How's the kids? How's the wife? How's Andy, man? Looks like he's getting big. Cammy looks strong. I love it. What about the soccer game the other night? Is it, see, I could go on and on. If I even wanted to, I could probably convince you that I actually even know Gary Smith, even though I don't know him whatsoever. I have no clue who this, this man is. And, and here's the point I'm trying to make. So I hope you stuck with me because there is a point. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Just because I know about Gary Smith, just because I know his name, just because I know what he looks like and, and what he does, doesn't, doesn't mean I know him. Doesn't mean I know him. See, this is what this, this day and age allows us to do, which is, by the way, pretty remarkable to me that, that I, man, I can learn so much about so many people who live clear across the world who I'll never meet probably in a million years. But see, I think because that is the case, a lot of times that gives a lot of people the feeling of knowing a lot of people, being connected to a lot of people. Now, social psychology would say this, learning about someone, knowing what they look like, knowing what they do, knowing where they've been, doesn't necessarily mean that you know them. Right, so, so social psychology would say this, you know about them, but, but, you, don't, but you don't know them. You know about them, but, but you don't know them. Meaning, meaning this, this is the point. They draw a distinct distinction between knowing someone and knowing about someone. There's a, there's a dividing line between these two social interactions or these two social subgroups, right? Social psychology would say that in order to say you know someone, you have to know them intimately and privately. You have to know them intimately and privately to say that you know someone. So, so there is a distinction between knowing about someone and knowing someone. So there's a, there's a difference, right? Knowing about someone isn't the same as, as knowing them. But because of the time that we live in, this line gets very blurred, gets very, very blurred. And as I was studying this and I was thinking about where the Lord was trying to take us for today, I started to think about our, our country and all the people in our country as a whole, right? As Americans, because most Americans would identify themselves as Christians. Over 74% of our population would say that they are Christ followers, that they know Jesus. 
And I've heard a lot of people say to me, man, that's really impressive and that's, that's really great. But you know what I've, what I've found throughout my life? Most people know about Jesus, but, but they, don't, they don't know Jesus. They, they know about him. See, see they, they know what they think he looks like from the paintings that they've seen. You, you know, those paintings that, that have him with this long, you know, dirty blonde hair, looking like a hippie with a, with a lamb wrapped around his neck, right? So, so they see that picture and they think that's the way he looks unless you're, you're Ricky Bobby. Then your Jesus wears a tuxedo t-shirt and sings lead vocals for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I'm just saying I couldn't pass up the opportunity. But for real, a lot of people, a lot of people, Get the distinction of knowing about someone and knowing someone completely mixed up. People will say they know Jesus because they know about Christmas, right? They, they know about Christmas, so, so they know where he was born and, and when he was born. They, they would say they, they, they know Jesus because they know about the things that Jesus has done because they've heard about how he raised people from the dead and, and how he healed all the sick. They, they even have heard and, and know about him raising himself from the dead because they know about Easter and they may even come to church on that Easter Sunday. But see, knowing Jesus is a whole lot different than just knowing about him. See, see, in order to know him, and I'm not talking about in a superficial social media way where you've just read a profile like I just did of Gary Smith, where you've read his Wikipedia page. I'm talking about knowing him really knowing him intimately and privately, where if you go a day without him, without speaking to him, without feeling his presence, you feel lost. You feel lost without him. This is what the Lord wants us to do. And when he talks about knowing him, this is the type of knowing him, not just knowing about him. You know, I'll never forget, man, the time when evangelist Michael Dow was was in and he, and he came up to me and he said, hey, Pastor Keith, he said, man, I have a word for you. He said, activity isn't a substitute for intimacy. Activity is not a substitute for intimacy. And can I be really honest with you guys for a moment, right? Man, I have fell into this trap on so many different occasions. I, I hate to even admit it. Right, me, me doing the things that I've heard about Jesus, me, me doing the things that I've read in his word. And because I'm doing all these things, I've fooled myself that this activity proves I have intimacy. I fooled myself into thinking that I know him more than I actually know him. Because in reality, I've substituted the activity for the intimacy. Because sometimes what I've realized, that, that's actually easy at times, easier. It's easier because here's the thing, what I found out that if I stay busy, I get to keep my privacy. I get to keep Jesus at arm's length and I get to, to keep my privacy, which is not at all what Jesus wants for me. See, he wants to know me and he wants me to know him intimately and privately. There's a difference between knowing about him and knowing him. And see, this is why he tells us, right, to go into our prayer closets and get all alone with him. Pray in private 
so that he can fill you with parts of him that he can only do in secret. This is intimately knowing him in privacy. In privacy. He wants that so that, so that we just don't know about him, but rather we, we know him. But this, this is not easy at times. It, it actually sometimes takes a lot of time. Because see, the only way to know Jesus is not to just read his word every once in a while, but it's to allow his word to read us. Allow his word to show us the intentions and the thoughts of our hearts. And there's no shortcuts to getting to know him. This ain't Disney World. There's no fast passes to getting to the front of the line to know Jesus. It doesn't work that way. In order for us to know him, we have to spend time with him. In order for us to know him, we have to worship him. In order for us to, to know him, we have to seek him. In order for us to know him, we have to, man, we've got to trust him. In order for us to know him, church, we have to focus on nothing but him. We have to lay down our lives before him. We got to lay down our lives before him. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Knowing about him, just knowing about him will not cause us to live for him. Just knowing about him will not cause us to, to live for him. But seeing him, hearing him, feeling him, knowing him will cause us to want to live nothing but for him. Come on, put in the chat, I want to know him. Just so I know where you are this morning. I want to know him. And look, if you tuned in with us last week, right? We preached a message titled, Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. And here's what I know. In order to know he is enough, we must know he is I am. We must believe, we must trust that he is the I am. And in our main text today, John chapter eight, this is what Jesus is trying to say to those around him. This is the point that he's trying to get across to them. And what we see in throughout this entire chapter in John chapter eight, the, the people that's around him are people who would say that they know God are people who, if they lived in this day and age, would call themselves Christians even. And right at the beginning of John chapter eight, it says that Jesus starts off early in the morning that day in the temple trying to teach them. Starts off early in the morning trying to teach them. Trying to teach them that he is the I am. But see, they are more concerned with what he says and what he does than with who he is. And so what they do is to test him, they, they bring this woman before him and she's been caught in adultery. And, and so they say to him, the law says we should stone her. But, but what do you say? But, but what would you do? Being more concerned with what he would do than with who he is. And, and Jesus being gracious, trying to show them who he is, he says to them, you without sin... Cast the very first stone. 
See, because he is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, because he is the redeemer and he is the savior and he is the forgiveness of sin, anyone who comes to him will be forgiven by him. This is what he's trying to get across to the people around him. But these people, they're not wanting to know him. They're they're just wanting to to know about him. And if you fast forward the text, right? you, You hit the fast forward button, you track forward, to verse 12, to be exact. Jesus speaks to them again, and he says this. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. But see, because they they, they don't wanna know him, it actually causes them to begin to, to question him and to attack him. But yet, Jesus because he desires that not one should perish, but all will come to repentance so they can inherit eternal life. He begins once again trying to convince them. And he says this to them. He says, I am from the Father. Again, trying to get across that he is, I am. I am the Father of whom you say is your God. You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world, but but I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins for unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. And I love this because he's no longer beating around the bush, man. He's coming straight at them because he realizes what's at stake. He knows what it takes to to enter into the kingdom of, of heaven. So he says right to them, points right to them, you have to know me. See, this is explaining that not knowing him will cause us to die in our sins. See, not knowing he is, I am, will cause us to struggle in our sin. He is, I am. Put that in the chat for me. He is, I am. So I know you're, you're getting it. And in verse 31, Jesus, he, he shifts from speaking to those that that don't believe in him, who who don't want to know him. He he shifts and starts speaking to those that do know him and who wanted to know him. And, And the reason this is important is because this tells us this, that even if we do know him, there's so much more we can receive from him. We can know him so much greater. A matter of fact, the apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he says it this way. And we all with unveiled faces behold the glory of the Lord. Meaning this, for all of us who have believed in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and confessed with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. For all of us that believe he is the I am, we no longer are trying to, to hide our faces, to veil our faces, to hide our sin and our shame and our shortcomings from him. But rather we all stand before him with unveiled faces, beholding his glory. And we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. There's more to know him. And and, and I love that Paul explains it this way. And, And here's why I love it so much. He's telling us that this thing is a process, man. It's a step by step, day by day, moment by by moment, coming after him every day that we wake up, choosing him and we can get to know him more and more just because we 
know him doesn't mean we can't receive more of him. So I hope you're encouraged by that today, that God isn't done with us yet. Amen. That the best is still yet to come. Jesus is the inexhaustible well. He, he never runs dry and we can know him more today than we did yesterday. And so this is what he's trying to, to get to when he begins to start talking to those that believe in him. He shifted, right, to, to talk to them. And, and this is how he says you go about knowing him more and more. He says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, Jesus is the way and the truth. Telling us this, that truth is not just a belief system, but rather it's a person. Truth doesn't come in many forms. It doesn't come with many names. Truth has one name and it's the name that is above every other name. The truth is Jesus. He is the truth. And if you believe that and know that he is the I am, he's saying to us, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. You'll be free indeed. Jesus throughout John chapter eight, throughout the entire chapter, trying to reveal to all of us and all those around him who he is, that he is the I am. And now we're all the way back to where we started in verse 51. Jesus is trying to reveal who he is still. And he says to them, truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, if anyone abides in my word, if anyone desires to know me, he will never see death. And the Jews say to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died as did the, the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who, who died and the prophets that died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It's my father who glorifies me of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. We have to know him today. We have to know him. And he goes on, he says, if I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham would rejoice at the day that he would see my coming. And he saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. See, they just, they just wanna know about him, how old he is, where he's from, what he's about. They just wanna know about him. They're not interested in knowing, knowing him. And you're just 50 years old and what, you've seen Abraham? Jesus says to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. And listen to me, it is so amazing that Jesus says he is the I am. Because that means this, when, when we are depressed, he says, I am your wonderful counselor. When we are full of anxiety, Jesus says, I am your comforter. 
When we feel like life is, is chaotic and chaos is going on all around us, Jesus says, I am your Prince of Peace. When we're struggling with a disease or with a sickness, Jesus says, I am your healer because he is the I am. When the enemy is attacking us on all sides, he says, I am your protector. When it feels like we are losing in this life, when we feel like we're losing, Jesus says, I am your victory. When our finances are a mess, Jesus says, I am your provider. When all the storms of this life come crashing in around us, he says, I am your refuge. I am your shelter from the storm. See, whatever we need, he is the I am. He says, I am. He is everything that we need in every moment that we need him. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. No matter how far we run, no matter how far we fall, he's but a whisper away because he is the I am. Listen, this is why we have to know him so that we can, we can know that when we call on him, so that we know we can run to him and so that we know when we find him, we will find everything that our soul longs and thirsts for because he is the I am. And I know I've said that a lot. I'm going to say it a lot from, from this point forward, even to the end of the service. And we're wrapping up. But I really want you to get this written on the tablets of your heart because the enemy is constantly attacking. He's constantly stealing, killing, and destroying. So we got to know that Jesus is the I am. We have to know that. See, Jesus, he, he says, I am the bread of life your sustenance I will sustain you he says I am the resurrection and the life if you're dead in your sins and in your trespasses Jesus says I will raise you once again and give you life and life more abundantly he says I am the true vine meaning if we stay connected to him we stay connected to the life source of everything that this life is about he says I am the good shepherd meaning he will lead us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. I am the bright and morning star. I am the lion and the lamb. And I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on, if you believe that this morning, then put it in the chat. He is, I am. He is, I am. Now look, I want to put a cherry on the top here. I want to put a cherry on top. All right. Now if you want the cherry, put a cherry in the chat. Come on, somebody. Put the cherry in the chat. John, is there any cherries going up in the chat so I can put it on for them? Come on, you got to put a cherry if you want the cherry. If not, I can close it. I'm going to give you the cherry anyway, in case you're not, you're not, you're not catching on. Praise God. But, but here's what we've got to understand. <clears throat> because he is the I am, and because I know him as the I am, now I am saved. I am forgiven. I am free. I am loved. See, because I know he is the I am, now I am a child of the most high. 
because he is the great I am. He's the great I am. And man, I hope that this message spoke to you today. I hope it encouraged you today. I hope it would help shift your focus back on him today instead of what's happening all around us with this thing that's happening. And most importantly, man, I I hope that some of you went from knowing about him to knowing him or at least created a hunger within you to know him instead of just simply knowing about him. Because it's an incredible thing. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal Jesus to us. He wants us to know him. So with every head bowed, every eye closed right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen, if you already know Jesus, I want you to be praying for those who don't know him. Be praying that the Holy Spirit would touch them. So so you pray along with us here. But with every head bowed, every eye closed, every heart on Jesus right now in this moment. If you don't know him as the I am, if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I would love to help you get started on this journey today. See, the Bible says if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that he is the I am, then you are saved. That you go from not knowing him to knowing him. When we declare him, as King of kings and Lord of lords of our life. So right now, I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are the I am. I believe you are everything that I need in the moment that I need you. I believe that right now. And Lord, I ask right now that you would forgive me of my sin. That, Lord, you would remove any parts of me that is not of you in this moment. And, Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit would fill me and guide me into all righteousness. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I can know you better. Jesus, I receive you. And I make you my Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, man. Right now, the Bible says that all the heavens are rejoicing. The I am is rejoicing because now you can declare, I am saved. Guys, listen, man. We love you. We appreciate you. And man, have an amazing week. We'll be praying for you. Excited to meet again with you throughout this week. Love you guys. God bless you. Have a great day.